up guys welcome back to self-love overflow let's go ahead and get into this next episode it's gonna bless your life what's up y'all so I wanted to come on and just hop on really quick this will probably be a short one but um I just wanted to share you know what God has really been working on in me um, so I've been like on this, uh, really trying to, you know, well, first of all, we're all home, we're at quarantine. So, you know, I'm, I'm really executing my time and taking the time to really get into the word of God. Um, and to really learn and understand him, you know, being able to just get up and go, you know, downstairs and get on the couch with my Bible while the kids are asleep has been absolutely amazing. Um, and I've been learning so much. And so, um, I had been studying the Gospels. I had been studying Matthew, and I learned so much about that um, from there. But then um, God kind of redirected me in reference to some things that's been happening within my marriage, within friendships. And I just felt the need to really take the time to learn and understand um, more about God's love and how God's love is supposed to look in us. And he directed me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and then Proverbs chapter 17 and chapter 18. Um, So if you have some time, I'm not going to, of course, read these chapters to you guys. But if you have some time, uh, please go read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and then go back and read Proverbs 17, Proverbs 18. So basically what I've been taking from it is when you read 1 Corinthians 13, um, you, you give kind of an understanding of what God's love is, what love is supposed to look like. And basically when you read the word of God, love is like the greatest command. You know, God wants you to love him and then he wants you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I know I touched on this before in, in one of my previous episodes, but um, it's like one of the greatest commands. It's the it's the greatest thing that you could ever do. It, it It's above faith. It's above hope. You know, you can have faith, but if you don't love, you have nothing, you know, and that's what it's that's what it's talking about in first Corinthians. And so. I'm reading it and I'm just, you know, I'm getting a synopsis of what love is. Love is gentle. Love is kind. Love is not critical. You know, love does not judge. Um, Love forgives. Love never ends. I mean, it's just so many facets and so many characteristics to love. And there's so many characteristics that we're supposed to have when it comes to love. Loving God, loving our spouse, loving our children, loving ourselves. Um, And it just, it just really got me, you know, thinking. So then I was directed to Proverbs 17 and 18. Um, and I began reading and I read 17 and you go through 17 and it's basically talking about, it's comparing a foolish person to someone who has wisdom. So it's talking about wisdom It's talking about getting wisdom. Um, and it's just talking about what wisdom can do for you when you get it. But throughout 17, it's also talking about a foolish person and what a foolish person does and what a foolish person, um, Uh, benefits you know from doing the foolish things that they do and and it it threw me off because when I was reading first Corinthians you know and I was reading about God's love I was I was seeing so many of the characteristics of love that I lacked and because I'm 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 I get very irritated (laughs) um you know and and this is just me being really transparent because I really believe that it's going to bless somebody but um you know, even within my marriage, I think that all marriages kind of hit that stagnant um, point, you know, or that point in their marriage where, you know, they're just a little concerned about what's going on and what's taking place within their marriage. And I felt like my husband and I had kind of got there. And um, and so, you know, we had been going through some things. And so this, this is kind of what got me studying about God's love. 
and what love is supposed to look like. Um, because I think that you get to a point in any relationship, even, even with friends where you question whether or not the love that you had before is still the same love. And it is, you know, it is. And I, I don't think the love changes. I think that our character changes, you know, the characteristics of love that we're supposed to have. I'm going to go to first Corinthians so I can just read to you guys. Um, what some of the characteristics of love and <laughs> I'm going to be honest with y'all and tell y'all some of the ones that I feel like I lack. So love is patient. My patience is very thin. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It's not boastful. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not irritable and does not keep a record of wrongs. I definitely do that. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And so, you know, I'm reading that and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like our characteristics change, you know, over time. You know, here we are, we've been married for almost three years and yeah, almost three years. That's right. And we have two children and, you know, I'm like. Back then, you know, when we were just dating, I'm pretty sure my patience was probably better. And then, and, and there were certain things that weren't pulled out of my husband and I because we weren't married. And I feel like marriage is an entity where certain things are pulled out of you that would, that can't be pulled out of you when you are single. Um, you know, there are just certain things that you gain, you know, when you're married, there are certain things that are pulled out of you when you're married. There are things that you'll, that there are things that married people will get that single people may never get because it's just a different entity. And, um, and I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my gosh, like these things have changed. You know, these characteristics have changed. You know, it does not mean that I don't love him any less or that I don't love my kids any less or that I don't love my friends any less or less, less or any relationship that I'm in. But it means that I need to go and I need to do a heart check and I need to check these characteristics. You know, am I exuding these characteristics? And so, you know, I read that and I'm like, wow, like, Lord, like I've been lacking in some of these characteristics. I've been lacking in some of these in some of these facets of love that I should be showing, you know, within my family, within my uh, with my husband, with my friends. You know, um, I, I've been lacking in these. So then I come over here to 17 and then I start feeling even worse because I'm reading this and I'm like, dang, like I do some of this type of stuff too, you know? So read 17, 17 is super good. Um, I like to read it in the passion translation, um, or the CSB translation, just because it makes a little more sense to me. Um, but the passion translation really breaks it down. If you have the Bible app, you can definitely read it in that translation. Um, so then I get to chapter 18. And I start reading and I got to um, chapter 18, verse two, and it says a fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. And I was just thinking about some of the arguments or the miscommunication that my husband and I have had. And I was thinking about myself, not necessarily thinking about him, because it does take two to argue. And it takes, um, it, you know, we both have made our mistakes in this marriage. We're still growing. We're still growing in God. We're still growing in our marriage and we're still growing individually. And so I got to two and I started thinking about myself. A fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. And what came to mind was we have to be willing to share the word over our opinions. You know, and I was listening to a sermon the other day by Tony Evans. And um, he said something that really resonated with me. And what he said was, 
Satan loves to hear us say things like, well, I feel. Well, this is just how I feel. Well, this is my opinion on this. And he knows that when we say things like that, we're getting ready to put our opinion on something that the word needs to be on. And that thing took me back, y'all, because, you know, how many times, how many times do we feel comfortable um, putting our opinions in a conversation or on something and, and instead of using our wisdom and figuring out what the word of God says about our situation and putting God's word on it? You know, anything that God's word is not on, Satan has access to. And so I know that sometimes many of us may feel like, um, you know, it's a free country and we all have our own opinions. But when you are a believer, you have to understand that, that your opinion does not matter in certain fights, in certain spiritual fights. And some of us may feel like we have been losing certain battles lately. And I'm preaching to myself, y'all, because I like literally just studied this, but I've been studying it for the last couple of days. And God literally just revealed this to me today. So I had to come on and, and do this podcast because I literally felt like somebody needed to hear this. But how many times have we felt like we're in a losing battle, a constant losing battle? And, and, and I really want you to think about something that you may be going through right now or something that you went through back in the day or something that you went through last week. And I want you to think about, did you put the word of God on it or did you put your opinion on it? Because you're not going to be able to come out of something, um, especially a spiritual battle, which most battles are behind the scenes. You know, it looks like one thing up front, but behind the scenes, it's a spiritual battle. Many battles, you're going to have to learn how to put the word of God on. You're not going to be able to come out of this thing until you put the word of God on this situation. And I'm going to read it for you again. It says, a fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. Like, y'all, I was like, I, I literally had to sit back and like literally ask myself, Brie, what, you, what have you been doing? You know, how many battles have you allowed yourself to lose because you did not want to gain wisdom and seek the kingdom for your answer? You know, what what have you been doing? You know, how many more battles are you willing to lose in your marriage, in your friendships, you know, on your job, you know, what, whatever your situation may be? How many more battles are you willing to lose because you're so gung-ho about ensuring that this other person in this situation knows your opinion. They know how you feel, you know, and, and oftentimes if it's an argument, your opinion and the way that you feel, it's not going to come out nice. You know, it's not going to come out in a way that is going to be well received by the other person. And so you really have to sit back and ask yourself, what am I putting on this situation? What am I putting on this situation? Am I putting the word of God on this situation or am I putting, am I putting my opinion, which has no weight? It bears no weight. It's not the correct currency, you know, to, 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 to pay my way out of this situation, you know? And, and y'all, I mean, I don't know why that thing really hit me. It hit me hard though. It hit me so hard because it, it just, it was, it was my, it was reminding me that, I need to be doing heart checks in situations and I need to ensure that I am moving in God's love, that I'm moving in the strength of God's love because we are in some crazy times right now. And what we have to understand is that we need each other. 
You know, we need each other. Now is not the time for us to be divisive. Um, Now is not the time for us to uh, be moving away from each other. You know, now is not the time for us to isolate ourselves. Now is the time for us to really come together to love on each other. You know, they're saying the world needs, needs more love. That's what we're, that's what we need to be doing. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is to execute putting the word of God on some things in our life. And it might not even be a situation with somebody. You might need a new car. You might need a new job. You know, right now you might be laid off. Put the word of God on it. You know, stop being so quick to get emotional and put your opinion on things. And, and y'all, like when I tell y'all this, this word, this word blessed me today. Like it really blessed me today because there have been some situations that have been happening within my marriage. And I've just been like, God, why is this not changing? You know, why is it that, you know, we keep having these same conversations over and over again, or, you know, why do we keep having to go through this stuff? You know, and This was my answer. I got my answer today. What are you putting on this situation in your marriage? What are you putting on this? Because one of the things, either you're you're either going to put your opinion on it or you're going to put my word on it. And if you're going to continue to put your opinion on it, I can't do, I can't infiltrate this situation. I can't move you through this situation if you're going to continue to tell me how you feel about this situation. And I'm not saying that God does not care about how you feel. He knows your heart. You know, he knows your heart, but it's about a, it's a a, a discipline and a consistency situation. You know, it's, it's about what am I choosing? Am I going to choose my emotions over, over what God's word says? Because oftentimes our emotions don't align with the word of God and God wants us to put his word on something and we're, we're upset. We're cussing. We're crying. Why? We're asking why, 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 why I feel this. I, I wish that uh, this is what I want. You know, it's about us. It's about me, me, me. And when we stop, when we get that out of our heads and when we really go into the word of God and really dig deep to gain wisdom. Just like the verse says, a fool does not delight in understanding. When we get some understanding by getting into the word of God, by seeking God, by seeking his kingdom, by seeking what he says about our situation, and we start speaking that thing over our situation, we don't have no choice but to come up out of it, right? We don't have no choice but but for God to bring us through it. We don't have any choice but to be victorious in this situation. And so, if, if, if I could say anything on today, um, I would say that don't be a fool. Don't be foolish in this. Don't continue to allow Satan to trick you into thinking that it's okay for you to be emotional and always give your opinion over a situation that requires the word of God. There are some things that your opinion is not going to get you out of. Okay, there are some things, there are many things, most things your opinion is not going to get you out of. It's not always about how you feel. We have to learn how to place God above our emotions. We have to learn how to place God above our feelings. And um, and, and, and it just gave me a new perspective on love and what love looks like. And that is love. And when you're upset with your spouse, when you're upset with your friend, when you're upset with your parents, when you're upset with yourself, choosing to not allow yourself, your opinions to come up out of you. 
and to make your situation worse, but you choose to put God's word on it. And then you begin to see God move in your situation. It's amazing, y'all. It's amazing. And I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you for my answer. I wanted to read my show notes right here, though. It says one of the identifying characteristics of a fool is noted in the way he speaks, continually pushing his own opinions and perspectives instead of taking in the wisdom his open mouth, absence of control, and lack of understanding betray his closed mind and expose his foolishness. Woo! I'm going to read that again. His open mouth, absence of control, and lack of understanding betray his closed mouth and expose his foolishness. He is self-centered and resistant to the process of reasonable investigation of a matter. Not only does a fool's mouth cause dissension among others, but it also brings trouble upon, upon him. Y'all, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Like, <laughs> did you hear what I just read? A person who always wants to throw off their own opinions is someone who's who has an absence of self-control and a lack of understanding. It's betrayal. You betray yourself when you don't take the time to investigate the word of God to figure out what you need to do about your situation and you instead feel the need to place your feelings above God's word. You betray yourself. You betray God. You betray the other person that may be involved in the situation. Irregardless of what they're doing or how they're reacting, when you die, you will be held accountable for, for the things that you have spoken. You will be held accountable for your feelings, in quotation marks, right? You're going to be held accountable for that. So you have to worry about yourself. You know, we do live in, yes, we live in a world where people are hurtful. People will say what they want to say to hurt you. People will do what they want to do to hurt you. But you're not responsible for their reactions. You're responsible for your own and so you have to ensure that you are walking in the love of God because the, the love of God that is in you and the way that you respond to certain situations may be the only God that someone else sees or gets daily. So you have to make sure that you are living, that you are living the word of God. You know, the motto at my church is do life and not church. You know, we're not playing church anymore. Like we like, you know, most people, um, think that the church is the building. No, the church is us. And and if now is the time, you know, look at everything that we're going through where churches, we haven't been able to get together and commune. So now is the most important time for us to show God's love, to do life. Man, this thing really, y'all, this thing got me all, all, woo, 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 all crazy this morning. But that was all that I really had today. Just, just be mindful, be mindful, you know, ask yourself, you know, have I put the word of God on this situation, you know, or have I just put my opinion? Have I opened a door for Satan to come in and to wreak havoc in this situation? Because oftentimes when we allow our feelings and our emotions to drive, we make things worse. We make things worse. And I'm not sure, you know, when I got the notion that it was okay for me to be as emotional and 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 opinionated as I am now, especially in certain situations. And um and I just, you know, I thank God. I thank God for this revelation. You know, every day, you know, I get up and I read my word and I and I ask God for fresh revelation and I just thank God for this revelation because, you know, not only am I going to apply this to my marriage, but I'm going to apply this to to my my friendships and I'm going to apply this to all my relationships, you know. 
that you know the love of God should always be shown through me it doesn't it does not matter how I feel all the time it does not matter about my emotional state all the time in every situation now it does matter about my emotional state like I said I don't want you to think that God does not care about your emotional state but before you decide to get emotional, you really do need to ask yourself, what does the word of God say about my situation? Because sometimes we get emotional about things that God could fix instantly or that his word gives you fresh revelation on it, on how you can fix it instantly. And instead of us doing that, we take the time to get emotional, to do things that we're going to regret later, right? We say things that, we, that we're never going to be able to take back, that we're going to regret saying later. And, and, and then... We feel horrible, you know, afterwards. We feel horrible afterwards. So, you know, if you're in a situation right now, if you've been through a situation, if you're going through a situation and just to prepare you for future situations because they're going to come, just be mindful of the words that you're speaking. Be mindful of of, of whether or not you're allowing your emotions to drive you in this situation. Be mindful of the fact that most situations is going to require you to put that word on it, right? Most of the situations that you encounter is going to require you to be a, a, a kingdom citizen and seek the kingdom of God for, for your answers. You know, most of the situations that you're going to come up against, most of the mountains that you're going to come up, come up against is going to require you to, to seek understanding by diving into the word of God. So, don't be remiss if after you've listened to this, a situation comes up, but just be mindful, you know, and I'm going to say a little prayer for you guys. Cause I really hope that this sticks to you guys, because if you can get this down, you can get anything down. And I'm telling you, you can get any relationship down. If you can get this down, uh, I'm going to pray for you guys. And, and, and I just hope that this really blessed you all. I really do. Cause it really blessed me. It really got into my heart and into my spirit on this morning. And I'm just so blessed to be a child of God and to be able to really take in his word and apply it to my everyday life so that I can make sure that my house is good, that my kids are good, that my husband is good, that I'm good, you know, so that we can um, affect the kingdom each and every day. So let's pray. God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you for another opportunity, God, to be in your presence. We thank you, God, for being your children we thank you, God, that you have blessed us and you have kept us, God, and, and, and you have kept us healed and hold, hold through this whole quarantine situation, God. God, we just come to you asking that you would help us to do better and be better when it comes to getting understanding, that you would help us to put our emotions, our feelings in the backseat, God, and place your word above all. God, we thank you, God. For this word, God, in Proverbs 18 and 2, that shows us, God, that we don't have to be foolish, that we don't have to continue to place our opinions and our feelings and our emotions over everything, God, but that your word has the answers, God, and that if we would just grasp your understanding, God, that we would have all that we need. So, God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it is blessed. We thank you that you have died on the cross for our sins. And we thank you, God, that after today we are changed that we are a changed people, that we are no longer going to allow Satan to walk through these open doors, God, that we are no longer going to allow ourselves, God, to dig ourselves into deeper holes, God, in situations that we know your word can fix. So God, today we declare and decree that your word is on everything, 
that we put in your word on everything, God. We declare that we are a people who, who seeks your kingdom for our answers. We declare, God, that we have everything we need in your word. We declare and decree, God, that we are healed and whole in our, and whole in our relationships, God. That, that we're no longer going to be run by our emotions, God, and driven by our emotions, but we are going to be driven by your word. So we ask, God, that you would have your way. Have your way in us, God. Strengthen us, God, when we face obstacles and situations, God, and bring this verse back to our remembrance, God, every time, God, every day, God, every time we feel like we are facing something, God, that we cannot handle. God, we love you. We thank you. You are a good God. You are an awesome God. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I hope that y'all have a, a blessed rest of the week. We ended out this month strong, guys. And just go, go, go before me. I mean, go before and go out and, and show people your love and, and show people your understanding of the kingdom and of the word of God and show people that you are not run by your emotions. Show people a change to you. Hallelujah. All right. Y'all be blessed.